This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. I'm Richard Woodward and you're tuned into the pre-match show, Crew at Home edition, in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. Um, we are available every week on podcast audio and video. And joining me as always for some irreverent but hopefully informative ICFC chat is Seb Brown. Seb, how are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. Another amazing week in the life of being an Ipswich Town fan, eh? From oh. the, the the highs as I went to Sunderland, and I was I, I was so sure that we were going to do something, and then you know, as normal we don't. And I thought Rotherham's a tough game, and you know we might sneak a point, and of course we didn't. So yeah, good times, isn't it? Back to normal, isn't it? It's almost like <laughs> it's this time last season all over again, isn't it? Kind of yeah. We'll we'll try and find positives because. This weekend's fixtures is hashtag winnable. Oh, God, this is a gimme, yeah. Shudder. If we don't win this, this, give up. Just, yeah, let it go. Pack up. We'll we'll end 1878 until 2021. (laughs) Um, If we can't get it right on Sunday, then, um, God, heaven forbid, the flagship's going to be interesting, isn't it? Can you imagine if at half five or five o'clock or whatever, (laughs) we've lost a crew? I think we'll just have to delete social media and, yeah, close down everything and just hibernate for the winter. God. Yeah, well, we'll talk about crew and make our predictions, um, and, and why we're we're yeah we've got stats to back up what we've been talking about. So this is not as if we're kind of you know plucking things from thin air. We've done our research, Seb, um, and there's reason to be confident. So we'll give you all the insights into crew um, shortly, um, but for now, um, let's do a few bits of news. And um, crew marks um, this year's um, weekend for Stonewall's Rainbow Laces campaign. Um, and the club have already mentioned on the website what they're doing to mark that. Um, I have spoken to Francine from Rainbow Tractors and the LBGTQ Plus group. Um, and let's go and listen to what she has to say right now. 
Hi, I'm joined by Francine from Rainbow Tractors. Um, Francine, how are you? I like the, I like the kind of blue glow that you've got basking as well. Very um, on brand. Um, firstly, how are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, how, how are you are feeling? You? We're kind of in between um, Rotherham on Tuesday, which is not fun, and a fixture on Sunday, which is hashtag winnable. Um, how are you feeling about life and football and Ipswich Town in general at the moment? Um, I mean, I knew we were going to lose on Tuesday. We, all, okay. we can't we can't beat Rotherham in League One. They know what to do. Um, and we can't beat Sunderland away either. These things are... No. <laughs> yes, these are things that we know, um, are, are, are truths that we know. The beginning of the month, I thought Crew was the only game we wouldn't win. I, I was trying to be optimistic. Um, we, we need to win. Yeah. But it's one of those games that, because it's so winnable... We might it's not. Just to screw up, isn't it? Yeah, it's, we'll it's, get... it's a very. It would be very Ipswich thing to do. To it would be peak Ipswich. <laughs> lose that one as well. Yeah, hopefully not. Well, we'll get a prediction for you um, when we say goodbye. Um, first things first. You're here to talk to us about um, Rainbow Tractors. Um, you're here to talk about the Rainbow Laces campaign. Lots of great stuff going on there. Um, remind us um, some revision. Um, who Rainbow? Who what? Why, how, Rainbow Tractors, um, what's the mission, what's the purpose? Uh, so Rainbow Tractors is the LGBTQ plus supporters group for Ipswich Town fans and allies. So it's not just if you're in the community. And it's just about helping make football and Portman Road feel safe for all fans, regardless of how they identify. Um and we've got membership forms around now and things. So we're really pushing on with the group and it's going all really well. So we, we spoke in March, didn't we? Which feels like yes. an absolute lifetime ago when things had just kicked off again. So how have things been? And and I know that you're working really hard to get um, closer ties with the club. How's that all been in the last few months? Yeah, it's all gone really, really well. Um, we had our first in-person social before the Oxford game. Um, and I think our big problem is that we've got lots of fans all over the country. So doing anything in person can be quite challenging sometimes. Um, but we've got group chats going and things. Uh, so the actual building of the group up's going really well. And I cannot thank the club enough for how supportive they've been. We've got really good links with the club um, through Dan Palfrey. And hopefully in the coming months that will continue and get even better. That's great to hear. And Dan's great, isn't he? Uh, yes. Can't give enough praise to Dan um, and, and all the guys, frankly, behind the scenes at ICFC. But yeah, Dan doing, does um, a lot of work there. Um Talk to us about Rainbow Laces. So um, when this goes out, it will be Friday morning or whenever folk listen to this, it will be from Friday uh, up to the crew game. Um, tell us about the Rainbow Lace campaign, what that's about and and what Rainbow Tractors, what Ipswich Town have got um, in mind to market. Uh, so Rainbow Laces is about helping bring visibility of L- the LGBT community in all in all sports it's not just a football thing it's across all sports um things like about you know the whole anti-lgbt language not being banter um you know it it is harmful um and it's we want all sports to be a welcoming place for the lgbt community and that the rainbow lace is a stonewall ran campaign to you know 
include that, encourage that, and show that teams are welcoming to, and inclusive to the LGBT community. As for the club, um, I rate the, the game is crew. Our designated game is the crew game. Okay. Um, so uh, some people may have noticed um, at the Rosroom game that underneath the scoreboard, uh, in between the away fans and the uh, Sir Ralph Ramsey stand, in that bit of terrace that's no longer used, there's a flag. Oh, um, I didn't notice that, but I'm not observing. The, cl- <laughs> so. <laughs> the club have uh, paid, got a flag designed and put up um, as part of the campaign. Um, I am on Friday, so uh, when this meeting, comes out, when this yeah. comes out, yeah, hopefully Friday, meeting uh, Connor Chaplin and having a chat with him about the campaign. Um, something that I've, you know, me and Dan have both said is a good. I thought it was a good idea to, you know, work with the players as well as him. So then that will. I believe go out on social medias and things for people to see. Um, I don't know if they'll be wearing laces or armbands and things. I think they have them in the past, um, mm-hmm. so don't see why not. And uh, you can yeah. get rainbow laces because I saw on your Twitter as well, which I I, I will yes. put up the. Um, uh, there we go. There I've it got, is. I've got twelve left. <laughs> 12 left. 12 so get left. It. So by the time this goes out, it could be zero. Yes, um, it could be. But you can get but it from as the speak, I've website well, Yes, yeah, okay. so I got them. I got could get 25 for free. Um, so if you're a team, if anyone watching this is like a coach of a team, then they can go on the Stonewall website and get uh, 25 of them for free, which would cover a team. Um, I've had all sorts of people, not just town fans. I've had a referee um, who's obviously seen it being retweeted onto their profile, come and ask me for um, a pair. So it's really got the word out. Brilliant. Um, yeah, and they're, they're one of my trainers. Is, is at Rainbow Tractors, yes. yes. Sorry, go on. It's all right. I, I put them on. They were, I, wear, I was wearing them on Tuesday night. So, yeah, it's so all you, looking good. So we can blame the laces for the defeats or other. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, definitely not. Um, and I guess probably the most burning question, and we we kind of talked about this last time we spoke as well, is, is kind of wider, um, uh, wider the, the kind of casual Ipswich Town supporter, why does this kind of matter? And I kind of, there's some stats that I dug out on the Rainbow Lace page on Stonewall about um, 20% of sports fans think anti-LGBTQ plus language is harmless. Um, if it's just men, it's banter, that's what you kind of talked about. Um, 43% of LGBTQ plus people think public sporting events aren't welcoming. Um, that was back in 2017, but I can't imagine that has changed massively since then. 33% of LGBTQ plus people who participate or follow sport are not out to anyone in their sporting life. So this kind of really matters both from a sporting perspective from within within games, but also making Portman Road, and I know Rainbow Tractors is, is a big advocate, obviously, for this as well, is making Portman Road friendly for, for everyone, a welcoming yeah. space where you don't have to worry about the kind of language being used around you. Um, yeah. That's kind of the, the purpose, isn't it? Yes, definitely. And, you know, if the... It's, so it's not just within, let's say, Ipswich Town, it's just about people knowing that, you know, say they can come, but they could come to an Ipswich Town match and feel that part of the community, they could... 
but that there is a community within Ipswich that is supportive. So they know there may be teams and people they can go to where they, even if it's like speaking to me about aren't through rainbow tractors about where there's a friendly a team that is friendly and inclusive because you know I've got links at the Suffolk FA who I'm sure who I've been very supportive as well so it's about it's just like raising awareness and helping people understand that like the, the language has to be thought you know it has to be careful with your language um but also just like I think that the people may not be out but they just want to feel safe and like they can be themselves which is a big part of what you know myself and the club really want to do is we want people to feel like they don't have to hide who they are when they go into the football yeah brilliant i mean it's a really simple phrase to say but we're all Ipswich, aren't we and that's yeah in terms of going to portman road it shouldn't matter at all should it um no. so that's the kind of atmosphere that we want it to be but change is needed hence rain by laces um and anything to build the community um as you say so at yeah. rainbow tractors is the place to go for that um i put you on the spot at the start so you could be frying it in the think walk um prediction for um for sunday um and any other last bits and pieces that um if you want to direct us to any resources or links i will put the your twitter back up there for the folks watching on youtube but yeah francine i'm gonna have to get a crew prediction from you i'm afraid i think we will win (laughs) i'm gonna win i rotherham was the first time i predicted a defeat ever i'm normally a very positive person um i think it will be not as comprehensive as doncaster win but i think it will be a similar we're just going to outperform them outclass them so i'm going to go four nil ipswich four nil yes wow and that i mean we are recording this not on friday morning <laughs> this is quite close to rotherham so i'm loving the the optimism <laughs> the turn of mood there that's exactly what we need though so that's great yep. um any any last bits and pieces um, to direct folk to where to get stuff either and um, people looking for support or people looking to um, um be an ally to the group or anything like that yeah they just our rainbow tractors our fate got our facebook our instagram and our twitter handle um and if you message me on there and you want more information, I can send you our membership uh, form, which the club are also going to be tweet- uh, putting out this week as well. Um, and I'll also, you know, answer any questions anyone has. Um, also, when I do a man of the match poll after the games, please get involved, everybody. Um, I'm not doing it for Rotherham because I've decided myself who's got it. Because only Edmondson, I think, he would have won it anyway if I put him in there. So I'm Edmondson was it for Rotherham, but in future games, you know, as many votes as possible for my man in the match polls. Brilliant. Yeah, well, we'll retweet that then in future. That's useful to know as well. So yeah, our Rainbow Tractors, for all kind of um, information on on the group and what they're doing on Rainbow Laces, um, keep a lookout on the club socials by sounds of it on Friday. Um, is it you um, chatting to Connor? Yes, Chapman? me and one other person. Uh, okay. There's two of us chatting. So to keep Connor, a lookout so. for that. Keep a lookout for a flag under the scoreboard in the corner of the Cobbold and the Sir Ralph Ramsey stand, and vote for your man of the match at the end of the yes. game on Sunday, which Ipswich are going to win. You've heard it here yes. first. Four <laughs> nil. And also Rainbow Laces. If you are in quick, you've got a chance. Um, otherwise, Stonewall website. If you've got a team or anything like that. 
Francine, that's great. Thank you so much for spending okay. the time and good luck for all the events happening over the week. There we go. And if, if, so we're recording this before I've edited the video together and I threatened this last week. If I can make this work, Seb, I will do the kind of Wayne's World wibbly wobbly dream effect to Please come back do. into that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to. Remember, I'm, I'm thinking the Wainsworth quotes. I, all I can think is, oh, I'm in Delaware, but that's when they get the blue screen behind them, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe but, next week we'll get the blue screen behind us. And oh, I'm in spend, Delaware. Spend some of the budget. Let's get a gun yeah, and go to a Broadway show. <laughs> we'll get someone to do this voiceover intro. Yeah, you can wear Reebok stuff and just put your feet up. Eat pizza, um, pizza hut. Exactly right. Oh, I've got a headache. Oh, take one of these. Oh. <laughs> uh, there we go. We could quote Wainsworth all night, but we won't. We won't. Um, we will talk about ITFC women who um, have a second round FA Cup tie this weekend. Annoyingly, have a clash with the men's game on Sunday. Do, which, do I ask which one you're going to? Are you torn at the moment? Well, I mean, I'd go to the women personally. If I wasn't having to do the flagship show, I would probably do it. I mean, it isn't impossible to do both. You will miss a chunk of mm. the end of the women's game or or a chunk of the, you know, first half of the men's game you might be able to get the second half probably but after brother i was still yeah i was i was tested um but i feel really sorry for the for the girls because it's going to be a really small crowd and crawly wasps i assume have are not too upset <laughs> about that situation so it will be a, it'll be an interesting one to see how they get on against that uh, in that was one it, crawly was it one did, nil in the, earlier in the season i think was it yeah, yeah so they've got league form there so it's not um, as daunting a tie as, as it could be. And we spoke to Kieran about that situation last week. So we wish um, the women all the best for their game coming up and to get round uh, into the next round of the Cup. Um, obviously, continue um, recent history in FA Cup has been pretty good. And we also need to wish um, all the best to friend of the pod, um, Sophie Peskett, um, the first um, women's pro back in the, in the summer, um, had a knee injury in September. And has subsequently had lots of tests and it's found out that she's got um, an AC, a torn ACL and had surgery on that, I think, yesterday on, on, when we were recording um, on Wednesday and then has now a long spell out. Um, so not a long-term injury. Um, so uh, it's a really Wilson, the other one. So, yeah, we wish Sophie the best. And, yeah, tough that, isn't it? After being you know part of the team and getting promoted and... And now you're on the sidelines. It, it must be. It tough. is, yeah. I saw. Did you see all the tweets after the the Southampton victory? People were, you know, tagging her on Twitter and stuff, and she was replying to a couple of them. So, yeah, thoughts go out to her. It must be, uh, it must be heartbreaking to see, you know, the team do so well, not being able to be a part of it. But hopefully, and, you know, she 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 can be back for hopefully after they promote at the end of this season into into next year's division. Yeah, I I I'm not a surprise. I'm not a medical professional, but I don't know no. how long ACL. <laughs> I know. Do yourself, you do yourself short. Dr. Woodward um, is my honorary title in, in my house. Um, but I suspect the end of the season is going to come too soon, isn't it? Do you know? Yeah, I don't, it's not, isn't it? Nine, normally nine to 12 months, I is think, it, isn't it? So you're looking right. at the start of next season, I, I would imagine, is the, uh, the target at this point. But the miracles of modern science, you know, cheating friends or cheating medical science, Seb, you know. <laughs> anyway, we wish, we wish Sophie you the best. Um, and I'm sure she'll be looked after very well by the club as well. Um, should we talk about crew, Seb? Why not? Yes. Yes, as he presses the button for the bumper. Um, 
tell us all about crew how's their season gone so far well if if on paper you could choose a game to play having lost away to Sunderland albeit with a good performance and then lost on Tuesday night after being schooled I guess you would pick the side that are bottom of the league and haven't won a single game away from home so you know on paper this should be an absolute gimme they are they are sack rock bottom 12 points from 19 games only won two games all season not won a game away from home and only won one in their last five so if ever a team was there for the taking I think it's fair to say that that these guys are last time out on Tuesday night they lost 3-2 to AFC Wimbledon we have to clip this aren't we for when we've lost and we can come back and you can put all these quotes together and say well Seb said it was an absolute gimme who'd, who'd, who'd have thought we'd have lost three nil is um, no other club i mean this is probably <laughs> nonsense i'm now more nervous about this game the more we talk about <laughs> it because as you say by whatever measure you can come up with there is no way that we should be contemplating anything other than an Ipswich victory now it might be a scraped one nil knowing at this point take form, it take it but but there is literally nothing that there's no kind of the only thing I, I guess I can find is they scored twice away from home on Tuesday night. And one they was still a, lost. Yeah, one was a last minute like consolation as well, wasn't yeah. it? So you know they they're, they're not prolific scorers, but I mean, like I say, they, they lost three three two uh, away to AFC Wimbledon on Tuesday night. Went one nil up, but then then lost it three three one down and scored a, a consolation. And AFC Wimbledon had a man sent off, so I don't know if it was a nervy ending, but you know, like I say, they've they've not won on the road at all this season. Last season they finished really comfortably. They finished twelfth on sixty six points, and I was astounded. They were only three points behind us, <laughs> which kind of you know shows how how awful we trailed away last year uh we had the the one all uh draw at what's now the mournflake stadium i know it is gresty road i, I didn't know yeah. it was the mournflake there's some sort what's of mournflake? porridge gonna... porridge or oats type thing it's like a, it? a cheshire a cheshire uh staple apparently um they're the you should know that's not too far away from you isn't it it's about 45 minutes away, yeah, but I'll, I can honestly say I've never had mournflake. You don't tuck into some mournflake of a, <laughs> no. of a cold um, morning. No. Yeah, on the, on the cold winter nights. Uh, it was the uh, the Aaron Drinnen worldy goal, uh, where I think he tried to tackle the guy and ended up bouncing into the net. Yeah, and we won one nil at Portman Road. Uh, Ollie Hawkins scored from a, an Alan Judge corner. So unbeaten in them last season. Um, and of course, we all remember Crew, I guess, for those that horrible late game in the 90s, don't we? Yes. I, 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 I dug, I mean... That's why I've got the show. I'd, I'd forgotten, to be honest. I'd forgotten about it until I saw your, your notes. Yeah, this. yeah. 98-99, Crew beat us at Portman Road in kind of the third game from the end of the season, I think. We mm. lost to Birmingham yep. after that. Um, Mark Rivers, I can remember. It was a really miserable, wet day, I think. Mark Venus scored a penalty. But, um, Jermaine Wright was sent off for Crew. He was, I didn't yeah. know. I couldn't remember that. David yep. Wright played for Crew as well. Danny Murphy had just signed for Liverpool, came back on loan. He's, he was playing for them as well. Um, and they were down to 10 men and it was one all, which I think might have been enough in the end. I need to check the goal difference. We missed out by two points, I think, at one point yep. off second. Yeah. Um, Paul Jules Bradford. <laughs> Paul Jules. Um, so that, that cost us, I mean, it, admittedly, a year. Um, but... Yeah, but do you remember, do you remember were... the next season we actually lost them in the two-legged the cup Carabao Worthington yeah. Cups were two-legged, weren't they? The next yeah. season we lost them over two legs as well, and they became a bit of a, a bit of a bogey side. I remember we played them at probably about November-ish time at Portman Road in the promotion season. Uh, well known for Sean Fry's debut, if I remember correctly. And uh well, big game players step up, don't they? And uh, and David Johnson scored twice to uh to seal to seal the win. So yeah, for a while they were definitely the bogey side, and God, that late that game in the late nineties was horrible, wasn't it? Yeah, if, if, then if we hadn't gone up that season, we wouldn't have signed Marcus Stewart and, True. you know, 
imagine what might have happened then, hey, Seb. Um, um, so overall record, actually, we, we kind of talk about that that kind of moment in time, that kind of six months period where crew screwed us over. But in, in our history, I mean, not it's not a, a frequent flyer, a fixture, 11 town wins, four draws, only three defeats, including the one we've just talked about, the one in the League Cup you mentioned, and we lost them when the season started to crumble in 0203. I remember in August, August time. 03, 04, I remember that. Yeah, it was we were we had like Marcus four, Ben, sorry. Pablo, and Darren Bent up front in a 4 3 3. And we, we had that awful start, do you remember? And it was about early September. We were bottom of the league, and then we started to started to get our groove on. We brought in Coochie and Bart Williams and Alan Marn and stuff, and we started to to shoot up the table. But it was, I think it was like third or fourth that season. Right. Um, talk to us about David Artel, who I and I'm going to put I'm going to put his picture up because I don't I maybe I'm giving myself I don't know whether I'm giving myself disservice or too too much credit. Um, there's a likeness, isn't there? I mean, if you there remove is. his hair, add a bit more of a beard. Yeah. There's a likeness. Am I not a bit of a spit for? I've even put the right glasses on as well. There we go. David Otto and me. I can, I can slightly see it. Can you do his voice like you do Paul Cook's voice? No, um, I'd listened to it and I can't remember. It's a, it's, it's a Northwest accent. You're yeah. kind of neck of the woods accent, but no, I can't do it. But um, he's been there see, for a I while. Can, I can see a resemblance. Yeah, he's been there in oh, various yeah. roles. You know, he played for them. He was captain. Uh, he took over an academy role in 2014 and then became the permanent manager in January 2017. His record is, is reasonable. You know, played 248 games, 198, drew 45, lost 105, uh, 1.37 points per game. Obviously, that's heavily weighted with what's going on so far this season. It was strange. They were sort of lower to mid-table in League 2 under his first few years. They were 17th and then 15th and then 12th. And then suddenly in the, the COVID curtailed season, they absolutely stormed the league and they were second and obviously finished up there on points per game. And then had that really comfortable spell last year where they finished you know mid-table in League One so he's done really really well there I've, I've noticed he's he's brought in Alex Neal hasn't he as an advisor so I guess he's maybe looking like Paul Cook's done with with Peter Reid and just getting that that slightly I guess more experienced body in to offer different views and different advice um, and although it's not Seb's fact of the week yet did you know he's actually got a, a degree in forensic biology from the University of Chester I did not know that no surprising isn't it? I mean the University of Chester I think if you collect various coupons on the back of Shreddy's package you get <laughs> degree from the uh, the university of chester it's not this amazing is your but neck of the woods you, you, it's, it's a it's a rubbish university i think it's bottom it? of mostly yeah, it's bottom of most lists I'll clip week that in up. week out I'll clip free. That and yeah if, if any I of know. the university of chester alumni are watching they please know. feel free to get me on twitter <laughs> um but yeah. yeah no so he's uh yeah he's got that as well so yeah he's been there for an awful long time um and i guess this season i guess it's it's hard to tell what crew expect you know to go from being Going from being comfortably mid-table last season to struggling this season, you know, do they are they considering a change? I guess we'll have to wait and see. And he's, I mean, I shudder to mention this. We know the kind of standard, the style of play that Crew have had over the last two or three decades under Dario Grady, but lots of off-field issues in more recent times that are kind of a, a bit of a dark shadow, dark cloud hanging over the club. But Artel's team last season, I remember that 1-0 win at Portman Road, which was a very flattering scoreline for us, wasn't it? Oh, I mean, yeah. They were the much better team. They were, And yeah. they tried to play the right way. Alex Neal is not too dissimilar in that style of play, but it does it does kind of feel like a bit like picking your own successor, doesn't it? And I wonder what the situation is there and whether Artel might just, you know, because he's ultimately quite loyal, I think, um, whether he might wish 
the club well and want Alex Neil to try and, you know, do some kind of escape job. Perhaps maybe I guess Alex Neil is that experienced hand, isn't he? You know, a lot of experience with Norwich and then is it below with him, Preston though? more recently. Sorry. Is it below him that job? Through? I don't know. I mean, if you're out of work for a while, I think you get to the point where you have to take something, otherwise you start to get forgotten about yeah. quite quickly, don't you? Well, I can't remember when he left Preston. Was it in the was it this season or in the closest? I can't Last remember. Season, wasn't it? Was it? Okay, so that's when he's maybe left. Maybe so, you know, the year. Been out of work year, for right? Okay, so he's been out of work for a decent while. So I think when you get to that position, you don't want to become like a uh, like an Alan Kirbishly, you know, where you, you, yeah. you're sort of linked with everything, but you never get anything. I think it gets to a point where you just want to take something to get your face back into the game. Buying houses in Woodbridge, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, let's talk about transfer business. I mean, in terms of assessment of crew, my assessment here is that the recruitment has been a massive failure. Um, and, and that might be a factor here. Um, you're going to tell us about a couple of players who've left quite significantly. Yeah. Um, one who we um, who we saw quite a lot of last season. But the players coming in don't really fill me with a huge amount of confidence. So. No, they've lo- they've lost quality, haven't they? And not really replaced it very well. They've brought in Chris Long from Motherwell up front to to, to score the goals. He's got three so far. Um, Jay Neil Bennett and Ben Knight are the sort of, I guess, the headline loans on loan from the Premier League. You've got Bennett on loan from Spurs, and of course we know uh, Ben Knight, who's on loan from from Man City when they snatched him. Was that two thousand and sixteen ish? Two thousand and seventeen was it? Something like that. Yeah. He's still quite young, isn't he? But yeah, yeah. This is his first sort of venture out, isn't he, into the into the football league. He's not really done much there so far, um, but they're sort of the headline loans, I guess. Uh, Madga Gomez has come in from Doncaster to sort of stiffen up central midfield. Uh, played forty five odd games for them across the last two seasons, so fairly well experienced at this level. But but none of them have really been amazing. And Callum McFadden's come in from from Sunderland. He's a he's a left back, but but none of them have really set the world on fire. So I wasn't going to say anything, but you got to strike three for me. With what? There are three different pronunciations. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go for. Here's an alternative translation from um, the Wrexham um, language that Seb's using. I'm going to go for Janelle Bennett. What did I say? Mad, you said Janelle, as in like J Lloyd, like J Lloyd Samuel. Janelle, Magic Gomez, and Callum McFadzian. What did I say for Gomez then? Madga. Oh, what are you saying? Madja. Oh, right, okay. Brilliant. Like Badger. Okay, right. Thanks for explaining. Maybe we should next have dealt with this before. We put it up, put it yeah. up in, in, in crayons for me next week so I can, yeah, uh, yeah. I can get I'll, it right. I'll spell it phonetically for you. Thanks. Two things that I'd, I'd clocked in checking through the signings, and I and this again to be kind of has reeks of kind of iceberg, but probably isn't. Um, they signed two players in the summer, um, Tommy Hoban, Sean McDonald, both on a free transfer, both of whom retired yeah. after being with crew for a few months. Now, admittedly, injury is probably a factor there, but that's always a little bit ominous for me, particularly Tommy Hoban, who's 27. I don't you know. We don't know the situation there. There might be something else at play, but clearly there was an expectation, 27 and 33, the ages respectively, those two players. Those are experienced players, signed from Aberdeen and Rotherham, who Arte would have been hoping to make a contribution and that's the experience that's gone and and they're retired in th- I think in September time. I mean I guess we're, we're we're kind of one of the poster boys for poor recruitment, aren't we? You know, if you sell quality and don't buy properly and I guess don't do your your research. Like you said, we don't know the situations behind it, but if you don't do your research and you do you do diligence on bringing people in, then I guess these are the kind of things you can open yourself up for. And when you do lose quality and not replace it properly, then you're gonna you're gonna suffer the consequences. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wes Burns running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Don't you? And to us about the quality that was... Well, the two the two that stand out, I mean, Charlie Kirk, we saw him play a, a, against us. Uh, lovely player, I thought. Last year, he's got six goals, eight assists in 42 games. He's gone to Charlton in the summer. Um, he'd have been one I'd been quite happy with when the, when the takeover went through. Obviously, at that stage, I guess we didn't know we were targeting the likes of Selena and Chaplin and stuff, you know. And I did think to myself, he'd be a reasonable buyer. He only cost Charlton 500 grand. So that could be a real, real bargain. Uh, Owen Dale, I think we were linked with him as well at some point during the window. Uh, 11 goals, two assists in 43 games last year. So you've lost, you know, two players that have pretty much played every single game last season, have contributed 20-odd, uh, 18-odd goals between them uh, and, and 10 assists. And, 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 you know, they've both moved higher up the tree. Owen Dale's gone on loan to Blackpool um, at the start of this season, but there's an agreed fee to make it permanent in January. So, you know, then he's not coming back. And, and Ryan Winfell as well, Law, uh, uh, joined Mick McCarthy's uh, Cardiff. Uh, he only made one appearance for them, then got loaned to Blackpool where he's made 12 appearances. So they've lost some real, real quality based on last year, which I guess explains the, the huge drop-off in performance. I think you mean Ryan Wintel, actually. What did, I, what did I say? I'm joking. I'm joking. That one was fine. <laughs> that was fine. Those, those three were on point. I was just taking a piss. Um, let's, let's talk about what to kind of expect. Room 101, pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, same as pronunciation. <laughs> Pedanticness. It's, it's the Welsh accent. Don't worry. You've been up there Brilliant. for too long. Need Brilliant. to get you back. Um, in terms of what to expect, the stats are pretty lousy in respect of um, goals, shots per game, are, are as bad as we'd expect them to be defensively, though. It's just a nightmare. Talk to us through some of the stats. So. It is, isn't it? I mean, they've only scored 16 goals so far this season, which is 0.8 per game. They average just under 10 shots per game, which is the second worst in the, uh, in the, in the division. Three and a half on target, which is the fourth worst. So, you know, this is not a, a good sign. I'm very conscious that, you know, we're going from sort of, you know, on paper, poor recruitment. Uh, they don't score any goals. We're, we're really, really starting to build this up, aren't we? No, no. possession um, 47.8% away so away from home they're happy to you know sit back and let the team have the ball 73.4% passing accuracy which again isn't isn't amazing defending they've conceded 34 goals which is 1.8 per game Uh, that's as as many as we've scored isn't it 
Uh, we, okay. Um, obviously, three on, on Tuesday night against AFC Wimbledon. Only two clean sheets so far this season. No clean sheets away from home. I reiterate that. They haven't lost away from... Uh, sorry, they haven't won away from home. And they've not kept a clean sheet away from home. So, uh, yeah, make sure you clip that part of it up. Shots conceded is 16.4 uh, per game, which is the, the worst in the league by a mile. Um, and away from home, it's 18.7. So, you know, we are... Let's hope Macaulay, Bond and the likes bring their shooting boots on, on Sunday because we're going to be presented with an awful lot of opportunities. Um, Expected yeah, goals against 1.94. 1.94, yeah. Joint with I mean, Gillingham. Gillingham stats are pretty bad as well, by the way. When I was right. doing the kind of shots and stat, these kind of stats, Gillingham were were up there as well. You'd expect Doncaster to be, but Gillingham actually pretty poor on that. But yeah, expected goals to, con- to concede, or expected goals against... One point as, as good as almost two. Oh, yeah, you know this. This and we I saw mean, that against AFC Wimbledon, three conceded. You know what I mean? So, yeah. In terms of the way that they'll go about things, there is pace in this team. They they do attempt to attack down the wings. If you said they're happy to have the ball, um, but the weakness is just whatever good there is in this team. The weakness is just undermine it and. Um, to me, I watched the highlights against Wimbledon. Awful defending at set pieces. Awful defending at set pieces. Um, mistakes around the 18-yard box. Defending counterattacks. Not great around that. Um, avoiding offsides. We um, actually were both pretty poor at that. And I, I've, for some reason, managed to magic up from somewhere the half-time and full-time league tables with a home and away split. And um, actually, if it was just, if games ended at 45 minutes, here's a, here's a pointless hypothetical, but let's go down <laughs> this avenue anyway, because I've done the research now and it's in the script. Um, if games ended at halftime, they'd be 19th um, in the league table, um, which isn't particularly bad in respect of how they start games. Ironically, um, Wigan would be 18th on the wow. halftime league table. Um, we'd be fifth. And we top we'll if it, it was just away games only. We'll we'd be it. top uh, in the half-time league. So they, if we were having a miserable live show, which is still available if you want some, yeah, some light relief. Not um, <laughs> there's a positive that we didn't talk about. We're top of the top of the half-time league in away matches only. So there you go. Brilliant. If it was only home matches, Crew would be twelfth in the half-time league. So clearly, a team that start okay. Yeah. But just tail off in epic fashion, second half. So something to be bearing in mind there. If the game is tight at half time, then there's a good chance that crew might spontaneously combust second. Hopefully, half. yeah. Keep the keep the faith. If it's not going our way, around about sort of fifty sixty minutes. Let's uh, let's all keep patient because yeah, they are a side that like to tail away, aren't they? Let's um, let's have a bit of speculation on the team. Seb and well, the shape, which is kind yeah, of so they, the way we think. Yeah, the formation they've played most of the season is 4 3 3, but away from home, it'll be a, a 3 5 2 or, or more likely a 5 3 2 with the fullbacks not being very adventurous. I look at the heat maps for the two the two fullbacks and they very rarely get inside the opposition's half. I think their job is very much, you know, defend first and uh, uh, and, and don't really look to get forward. Um, assuming it will be a, a, a 3 5 2 or a 5 3 2, whatever you want to call it, it's likely to be Dave Richards in number one, in, in goal as the number one. Uh, will yeah, Yaskalainen so is there as I'm going to dispute this. Okay. I think Dave Richards might get dropped. Okay, because he made a mistake on Tuesday night. Two of the goals, I think, were pretty calamitous. 
for the keeper. But tell us about both of them anyway. Sorry for interrupting. Well, Will Jaskalainen is the son of former Bolton nemesis UC Jaskalainen. Um, he's made 12 appearances so far this season with one of the clean sheets being whilst he's been in the uh, in the sticks. Uh, he lost out the jersey and Dave Richards came in. He's much more experienced. He's 28, 29, I think. He's played the other seven games also only with one clean sheet. Uh, and he has started the last four games. So that's why I kind of assumed he would he would continue to keep the shirt. But like you say, if he dropped a couple of howlers, I've not seen the highlights, I'll be honest, of the Tuesday night game. If he's dropped a couple of howlers, then it maybe maybe Yaskalan will come back in. Uh, in defence, they had Luke Offord, who sat out on Tuesday night with a one-match suspension for five yellow cards. He'll come back in on the right-hand side. He's played 17 games so far this season. Likely to be a chap called Terrell Thomas in, in the middle of the park. Uh, 13 starts, six foot, so a bit of a, uh, not, not, not so much a giant, but uh, he has the sort of the physicality in the back line. And the left centre-back will be a, a Wales, uh, Wales under 21 international called Billy Sice Davis. He's played the last two in the league, so that's likely to be the back three. And what's noticeable is the age of these defenders. They're a very, very young side at the back. They've got a, uh, a guy on the uh, right back, uh, Scott Cashcart, who's playing out of position. He's a uh, almost like a right winger. Imagine like Guion Edwards tucking in at right back that we had a couple of seasons. It's very much that scenario because Kane Ramsey on loan for Southampton is out. Uh, and the left back is an academy guy called Rio Adibazi. I'm sure you'll butcher me on the pronunciation there. Uh, he started 18 games. So when I said they were a young a young back line, Adibazi and Sice Davis are both 21, Offords only 22, and Terrell Thomas, the guy who's likely to be in the middle, is the oldest one at 24. Um, so they are they are relatively inexperienced at the back, shall we say. Yep, Adibazi. Um, and uh, Kashgar, I think... Certainly, this was the key against Wimbledon. Kashgar pushed right up. I mean, as you said, his position is right midfield, right wing. And at times, he was joining the strikers and making it a front three against AFC Wimbledon. So don't be surprised if he pushes up. Um, and that will put Luke Offred under um, a little bit of pressure there. But as you say, the other guy who might come back, and we're recording this obviously a few days out from the actual game, but Donovan Daniels, um, right back slash right centre back, has been out for quite a while and started the season quite well um, and brings some experience as well and has been in missing to injury but might be reaching fitness there. So he might return us in some capacity on Sunday. Um, Tell us about the midfield set. So the midfield will be a three. Yeah, it'll be a three, uh, most likely. So you've got Tom Lowry, who'll play to the right of the three. Six appearances, two goals so far this season. Centre midfield is Luke Murphy, who I seem to remember from Bolton days, if I remember correctly. Um, 17 appearances, no goals. He likes to sit, and he's their captain, so he's not very adventurous. He's very much the the shield for the defence. I'm thinking Bolton. I can't think why. Was it the year when they, do you remember when they, got, when they came down to the championship and they suddenly signed... 15 players, including Daryl Murphy and Josh Emmanuel on transfer deadline day. For some reason, I think he was there, but that could be completely wrong. I'm sure you're No, you're right. Me. So I, I, Leeds was ringing out for me. And okay. yeah, so he was like, came through at Crew, went to yeah. Leeds for five seasons, had a loan at Burton, then had two years at Bolton, 2018, 2020. Um, he was okay. there and joined Crew 2020. Yeah. So, yeah. and he's only 32, but as you say, he's, He's going to sit, isn't he? Yeah. I would have thought so, yeah. And then the Madger, I'll say that again, Madger Gomez, to uh, agree with your pronunciation, is likely to start on the left-hand side of the three. He started uh, the last five in the league. No goals, no assists. He's kind of a, a box-to-box kind of player. But again, he doesn't like to get too advanced. He's very much sort of, you know, gets to, gets to halfway in the opposition half and looks to, looks to lay it off for somebody else. Yeah, the, and they've got, some, they've got some other options there, sorry. Um, yeah. Oliver Finney's made a few sub-appearances for them and has got a goal. Um, he can play on that left-hand side. Um, Callum Ainley, but he's, I think he's injured. Josh Lundstrom, I was looking to see if he's a brother of the Lundstrom who's now at 
Rangers, formerly Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, uh, Sheffield I United, who I really liked. I'm not sure. I think it's kind of a Daniel Batty situation, as in it's just just the name. Um, Scott Robinson has also played left centre mid or left mid, and he interestingly he's quite young. He's on loan from Celtic, um, has been suspended retrospectively for an off the ball incident against Elias Kachunga of Bolton as a three match ban, which ends after Sunday's match. Um, so. There's some injury situations with crew. There is a couple of suspension issues as well. So this is not helping them, Seb, is it? No, not at all. Um, you know, they've got issues. They've not got the biggest squad in the world. And I guess, you know, once you lose a couple of your decent options, then you start to really feel it when you've got a, uh, a similar size squad to what they've got. An attack, I guess, is that, yeah, it'll be the two up front. So Chris Long's the guy they bought in the summer from Motherwell. He's got nine starts and three goals. He's pretty much guaranteed to be one of the starting two. Then they've got Chris Porter. So Chris Porter's made 18 starts this season, three goals, three assists, but he's 37. So I'm wondering, is he going to be able to play two games? I know it's the extra day that we're playing on the Sunday, but is he going to be able to play two games in a relatively quick succession? If he doesn't, it will be uh, it will be Michael Mandron, ex Colu. He'll come in. Um, he's got three goals in 17 appearances, but he was last season's joint top scorer with Owen, Doyle, Owen Dale with 11. So they've got a decent option there to come in, but I just, I'm not sure Porter will be able to do three games in, in quick succession. He's decent in the air, Porter, but he's very, very slow. So he's very much the, the, the focal point, you know, bring the ball down and look to bring others into play. I like Chris Long. I'm not in a pick of man to watch this week, but I do like Long. Um, really excellent goal and a really excellent assist. Actually, Long and Porter both assisted each other for a goal against AFC Wimbledon. Um, really excellent assist from Long. Quite pacey um, and attacking, quite skillful. Um, so he, he's one to look out for, um, as you say. Um, and Mandron has never really. He's going to be in a bit of a journeyman lower league striker. Never really had too prolific a campaign until last season for crew and and clearly he's reverted to the norm this season with with just the three goals so far um the other options as we said janiel bennett has been out injured might might be fit probably might not and bed knight um who'd, who'd been out for a couple of months has recently returned to the bench he'll be um, a bench since option the start of yeah. october and has been in the cups but is unlikely to to start against his former club um, so there you go. Um, dare we talk about Ipswich and some <laughs> predictions, Seb? I guess the question really is, who's that attacking midfield three going to be behind the striker? And, and the who's left the back striker going to be? And maybe. who's the left back going to yeah. be? You know, it's just... I mean, I'd, I'd be looking at this point to bring in Vincent Young to play on the left. Yeah. So Danassian on the right, Vincent Young on the left. He'll keep... Um, Edmondson and Toto, I assume, in the middle. Walton will stay in goal. But, you know, Bailey Clements has is, is done really well against Oxford. Um, did okay in the cup against Oldham. And then to ask, a, you know, a, a relatively inexperienced 20-year-old to play against the likes of Sunderland. And then, you know, a well-polished, purring machine like Rotherham was uh, was a bit harsh, I thought. So I, I think I think I'd be bringing in Vincent Young. So you've got at least one proper attacking fullback on the pitch. Uh, the midfield two, we know it will be Evans and, and, and Morsey. That's not going to change. The three behind, if we assume Burns is still going to be out, we don't know. He's, did they say he hasn't tweaked his? Is he just tweaked his hamstring? Is he? It's not. He's not pulled it, is he? It was very it? vague, wasn't it? Yeah. If we assume he's still going to be out, um, then I, I guess we'll see Chaplin probably out wide again, Selena in the ten, and then I would bring back in Edwards. Um, I just think with Burns, when you've got one of Burns or in the team, you've got a player that can naturally carry the ball up the pitch quickly for you. So I think if you're missing one, then you pretty much have to play the other. Um, I'd personally put Fraser into into midfield alongside Morsey as well, personally, um, just that extra bit of quality and guile because Evans has looked really off it the last two games. I don't think he will, but that's what I would do. And then I guess you, you have to stick with Bond, don't you? you you wouldn't be looking to make 
a change. I think it's harsh on Piggott. I think he deserves a run, but it's a big call to leave out your, you know, your 11 goal top scoring player, even though if he has scored, is it one in six now? And he's looked a bit off it the last two games, albeit with, with absolutely no service. And Piggott's going to get the cup game is probably the next Yeah, he'll play Arsenal and Barrow, won't he? So he'll get 180 minutes, presumably across those two, possibly more if yeah. the, the cup, the, um, Papa John's goes to extra time. So I guess it'll be something like that. Um, Again, I'm I'm not overly thrilled with the three number tens like we had on on um, Tuesday night playing behind the striker. They seem to get each other's way and got a bit cluttered. But I think at least two of them will have to start given Burns' injury. I yeah, so I, I'm hoping that Luco might be back. Um, obviously had a difficult week for him, and it might be too soon. Yeah. Um, but I think it'd be good to have an orthodox wide man there rather than a number ten playing out position there. I think Edwards will come back in on the left and side because I think he's, he, as you said, he, he can take the ball up the pitch um, and has a bit more threat about him and more positional discipline. I would quite like to see Chaplin as the 10 and yeah. if Luco's around, I'd quite, Luko, quite like a Luco right wing. And I agree with you, I dropped Fraser in alongside mm-hmm. Morsey. Um, but we'll see what will happen. Um, I, don't, and- I don't expect much of that to come to fruition, unfortunately. No, well, we'll see. Guinevere might come out, won't she? Hmm. Um, prediction, score prediction? We'll win. We, we've, we've built it up so much up to this point in all the all the analysis. I, I think we'll win. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0. I don't think it will be overly convincing, um, but it's a 2-0 win. I think it will be... Yeah, I was going to say... Two one or three two maybe, but I think okay. I think we'll I think we'll do just about enough. But I still apprehensive about our defensive capabilities. Um, and then we've got the so, real yeah. tests against the likes of Charlton coming up. You know, the following week and stuff. Exactly. We get the yeah. you get this weird week these days, don't you? Where you seem to have two cup games in a week with Peter John and FA Cup, so you get a complete break from the league, like we had a couple of weeks ago. And then we've got some some big games coming up with the likes of Charlton, followed by Wigan. Do you want me to play the music for your mini facts of the week, or are you moderately embarrassed by it? No player, absolutely not. It's what people tune yeah. in for. Yep. So my fact of the week is based around the Alexandra part of Crew's name. So the official line is the club states it is named after Princess Alexandra of Denmark, who married the Prince of Wales. However, there is also a theory that they took it from when they moved to the Alexandra Recreation Stadium in 1877. So official line is it's named after the uh, Princess of Denmark. I've got no idea why. Um, and the, uh, the, non- the, the non-official theory is they nicked it when they moved grounds once. There you go. Fact it was week. really hard to find a fact this week. I texted you, didn't I? Was it yesterday or Tuesday? And I said, been off that feature this week. There is nothing remotely interesting about Crew Alexandra. Quick as a flash, I said, don't be blue, Peter. <laughs> Tell us why they're called Alexandra. Um, otherwise, it was going to be about trains, wasn't it? So um, I, think you, I think you've chosen wisely. Fact of the week. Excellent work. So. <laughs> And let's do a few plugs before we go to the main event. Um, BlueMondayITFC.co.uk is where you need to go for all of our information. Um, all of the shows that we've got are listed. Um, the audio feed, the video feeds, our social medias, all of the Instagram stuff. I took some very arty farty photos around Portman Road. I noticed um, that, yeah. On uh, Tuesday night after you were the down there, You were down there early for the book signing, weren't you? I was. I need to get that on the shelf at some point, mm. um, which was excellent. And the book is available in the in Planet Blue as well, 30% donation to the Brain Cancer Charity. Um, 
we are back on Sunday for the flagship show after the after crew. Uh, we had a bit of a debate on the live show, which is also available still, um, with Joe, Dave, and I after Rotherham um, about whether we go live or not. So we'll make a decision possibly Saturday, maybe Sunday maybe, evening, maybe depending on, on how the game went. Um, <laughs> so that will be available Monday morning at, at the very latest. It might be that it's out live on Sunday night as well. And then usual shows next week. Wednesday, we'll do a, a, a reaction to the um, Pizza Cup. No, it's not even that. It's the EFL Trophy, isn't it? Wednesday and Star Store and then flagship. Are we going to do a pre-match about Barrow, Seb? We can do, yeah, maybe a watered-down version. Five with, minutes. Yeah, yeah, slightly less slightly less detail than normal because finding we'll detail on the lower league sides can be a bit of a struggle. Yeah, we'll do our best on Barrow next week. We'll let you know if Seb and I are have a week off. So um, <laughs> there you go. Um, let's, as I said, let's get on to the main event. And a return to form is what I would call it convincing is what i would call it is, is it though uh, what do you mean a return to form i mean you've won one it was pretty much a given oh well you got you know you got you can only you can only beat what's put in front of you and back to the top of the league well, we're both on 0.5 points yeah. per game so why are you top because i'm top because on points i've rounded my points per game down i'm actually on 0.54 whereas you're on 0.5 outright no. No. so Whatever metric you want to throw at me, apart from played, um, I'm legitimately top. So, and Craig will be in the comments, no doubt, about yeah. his cheating. His two for one. I saw that, Craig. Um, I'm maintaining it's cheating. Seb, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first this week. Mine is very short and very sweet. Uh, are we allowed to swear at this stage? We're not allowed to swear yet. Are we? Yeah, go what you want. I fucking hate short corners. <laughs> and that's my room 101 this week. I absolutely hate them. I, I can't stand them. I didn't watch the game on. Uh, I was I was at work, doing a work thing, so I couldn't watch the game on uh, or against Rotherham. But I think at one point we were was it the seventy eighth minute or seventy ninth minute or something. We had a corner, and, and I was thinking, right, if you could make it a good delivery, you've got the big men in the box. You know, Piggott's on the pi- on, on the on the pitch at this fate, at this state. You've got Piggott in there, Nciala's big guy, uh, Edmondson. You know, great in the air. Get a good delivery on it. If we get lucky and score, it could make it an interesting last few minutes. And what did we do? We took it short. And I have never, ever seen a short corner work in the 31 years or so I've been going to football. I can't remember it ever working. I've done no research, so I don't know what the, the likelihood percentage chance of scoring A from a corner is or B from a short corner is, but I absolutely hate them. They wind me up, they never work, and they are rubbish. Get rid of them. So complaints to Brown S08 for the F-bomb there. I think I we all get worse. I, I did check. We all get, well, I don't know what word you were going to say. I, you could have dropped the C-bomb. It'd have been even, I'm even not, worse. I'm not, not that bad, um, no. Just put a bleep over it in the edit. Go on. No, no, I'll keep it in and we'll put an explicit parental advisory note. Um, two things. If you'd said free kicks, I would have, I would have probably fallen on my sword and not even put anything forward because short free kicks were ridiculous on Tuesday night. We did them on Tuesday night, didn't we? Yeah, they even, saw that in the chat. We, we even paused and tried to set up a play and then still took free kicks short. So if you'd said short set pieces in general, and I can still I can still allow you to change it if you want, but I think probably you need to go with your first answer. No, I'll stick with I'll stick with corners. Um the point on short corners is statistically you make the angle better do you for the, for the delivery or something that and statistically you're more likely to retain possession brilliant 
That's a fact, though, isn't it? As opposed to whipping it in and getting a good connection on it and maybe scoring a goal. You're more well, likely to retain yeah, possession. So your odds, your odds of the next touch after the corner of being a goal are higher, but the probability of it hitting an opposition player is obviously much higher as well. So swing the- it in. In swinging corners, swing them in. Get your big guys up from the back and get on it. Outswinging corners are rubbish and short corners are even more rubbish. Okay, I won't hear I'm, otherwise. I'm playing devil's advocate. So, yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, of a similar theme to Rotherham and Tuesday night, um, I'm going to put into room 101 referees who um, outwardly appear to be um, enforcing um, time-wasting rules and then don't bother doing anything about it. They don't book anyone, nor do they add any time on. So referees going through the motions, say, oh, yeah, we are tapping on my invisible watch. <laughs> Hurry up. And then don't actually do anything about it. Rotherham were absolutely, I'm going to have a swear as well. Rotherham were absolute shithouses on Tuesday. They did it really well. They went for a drinks break straight after they scored the first goal in the first half. It took did about they? A minute. I didn't know that. Okay. Ridiculous situation. They were, they were doing the cramp thing. The keeper was going down, the keep, you know, wasting time. Referee was kind of doing all the chivying along stuff. And we had a goal. I think we had possibly three or two subs each which about 30 seconds. I don't know what the official law is on that. Meant to be 30 seconds still, per man, yeah. We still got four minutes. We didn't get six minutes or seven minutes, which is what <laughs> we should have got. Not that it would have made any difference to the outcome because we still wouldn't have scored. But I just hate it, particularly at this level. Um, referees who, who are pretending like they care Going through the motion, so the do assessor anything. in the stand doesn't doesn't you know shout at them on after their reviews. Yeah, I know what you mean. Grow I always find that frustrating. You know, when a keeper is obviously wasting oh. time, and the ref keeps telling him and keeps telling him, and then maybe in the 89th minute he might finally book him, so he ticks the box and his assessment. That kind of stuff is really annoying, isn't it? And if if you wanted to send a message to the keeper about time wasting, you don't book him in the 89th minute. You book him in the 70th minute. You book him and the second he time does he does it. it. The first time he does it, he gets a warning. And the second time he does it, you book him. Yeah. So the referee on Tuesday just fell for it. He was doing a, doing his weird little gestures, little muggy little... Uh, I, nearly, I nearly said something about Do it. the stuff with the hand. <laughs> yeah, a special claw. No. Um, so I'm, I'm offering up referees who don't enforce time-wasting. Don't penalise time-wasting. They pretend to. And actually, when it comes down to it, they bottle it. So there you go. And we've got short corners. We've got crap refs on time wasting. Vote for whichever you agree with and want to consign to our footballing dustbin on the Twitter poll that will accompany the tweet with all the links for the show. And we will come back next week and we'll see. Well, maybe we won't come back next week after Barrow, <laughs> uh, but we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll report back one way or the other. Um, so there you go. And um, let's move it on. <laughs> So that is your lot. Seb, thank you very much for all of your research and your excellent pronunciation. And good luck. Don't forget, folks, this is a home banker. And football <laughs> will end. You can have the last word. <laughs> football Room 101, get your votes in on that. And um, bluemondayitfc.co.uk, as we said, for all the details about whatever's going on um, feeds, instas, socials donations we had some really very generous donations during the live show and also subsequently via the paypal link as well so thank you everyone who's done that we really appreciate it we've got some i keep saying it we've got some really excellent stuff coming up we do have um there's at least two things that i know about that are very cool and 
Mark Donaldson has committed to come back verbally contract, verbal contract to do our first um, book club podcast. So we will definitely do that. Um, we may even have a copy of the book to give away as well. So um, the donations just help us do more interesting stuff. Um, and we will let you know how the format is going to work for that. So keep a lookout on our Twitter for that. Um, and if you want to contact um, either of Seb or I to give us your feedback or suggestions on how we can make that future work, um, at Ipswich, at Brown S O eight. And obviously this show is brought to you by our good friends at the Greyhound Ipswich premier venue home matches even away matches go to there as a pre-match venue even if you're not going to the game um pre-match post-match and they are open as normal on sunday um slightly revised situation with menu i think maybe a little special there but um if you're expecting a full-blown roasty i think maybe expect more of the match day fair which said it's still excellent value and excellent um, quality, isn't it, anyway? So, superb, yes, yeah. And we love the amazing choice of beers. Get yourself down there. It's much more fun than going to Portman Road. <laughs> you may, and you may or may not see members of the Blue Monday team. That is your lot. Thank you for getting this far and watching. Um, and, Seb, I'll let you have the last word. Crew haven't won a game away from home and haven't kept a clean sheet away from home. And then along came Ipswich. Do you really want to end on that? Why? You really want to end on that? Why? Are you well, I get accused it? of being negative. Are you? I just. I. Are you sure? Why? It's. It's. Would you be that surprised if it was a nil-nil draw? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I can, we can redo it, and I'll do. Come on, no, you no. blues or something token. I'm still but... recording. I'm still recording because I'm. I'm going to give you a second chance. You can stick with it, and we'll. And I will make a decision whether I keep this extra, you know, this bonus bit. Of the, I just can't believe that you said it. Why? You going with it? Yeah. All right. We'll go with it. I'm going to do the outro once more. Thanks for watching, everyone. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.